Hello and welcome everyone to the third episode of our Talking with Apes podcast. Uh, it is Pride Month in the US and we wanted to honor that by doing a very special LGBTQI plus edition. Uh, it has been 20 years since the very first gay marriages happened in Amsterdam. And yeah, we are still facing, unfortunately, a lot of discrimination in Europe and especially also in the rest of the world. So today I have a very special guest with me. Uh, her name is Izzy and I'm gonna just let her introduce herself. Uh, I guess I'm Izzy Klaraut and I'm here to recruit you. <laughs> yes, so Izzy has been working in recruitment for a while mm -hmm. now. Uh, she's on the list of experts on <laughs> diversity and inclusion, something she doesn't I like you to... wouldn't mention. <laughs> she doesn't like to brag about it, but I do think she definitely has some expertise on the issue of inclusion in the workspace, especially. And yeah, so let's jump into it. Um, It is the year 2020 and we have seen a very big rise actually in hate crimes all over the world, um, which is very unfortunate, especially in a time where due to Corona, pride cannot happen. Um, so like, I just wanted to, you know, start with a really open question to you. Like, what, what does pride mean for you? We start with the easy questions, it seems. Um, We start with the personal questions. <laughs> I, I think pride is, is, is literally what the word says it is. It is this about being proud of who you are. Um, I think it has to do a lot more than just uh, having a manifestation once a year. Uh, it is about showing that we are there and, and be open and be visible. Yeah, I also I read an article the other day about how pride is... Also very important considering the, the joy it brings to the community, which we often don't receive. Like often the LGBT community is only in the media when it comes to discrimination or like hate crimes, etc. And Pride is like the one time a year when we get to celebrate, you know, just being who we are and we don't have to be ashamed of that. And yeah, like that's very important also if we look at for example like how many people don't feel like they can have that community in their country like it's important that we we can do it here as like <laughs> we can we can use the rights we have here like i also think there's some sort of like responsibility in having the freedom here to fight for the rights of lgbt people all over the world I think we shouldn't forget that it is because of pride itself that we have these freedoms. Uh, so I think we need pride worldwide, everywhere, at every time. Um, but especially we shouldn't forget how far we've come. Uh, and, and we should take the opportunity to, to embrace that and try to inspire people all across the world. And just more than in Pride Month alone... Be open and be proud wherever you are. Yes, buy that rainbow uh, face mask and <laughs> walk around with it all over the place. Okay, um, so I just wanted to like pose some questions of like, why are some countries doing better 
uh, at LGBT rights than others. So like if we look at Malta, for example, uh, in 2016, they introduced a law uh, that criminalized uh, any sort of uh, conversion therapy. Um, they were the first ones to do so. And the bill also stated that neither sexual orientation nor gender identification can be classified as a disease, disorder or shortcoming of any sort. In addition, the um, the age at which people can independently request their gender to be changed in official documents was also lowered to uh, from 18 to 16. And this kind of put Malta on top of the Liga um, yeah, uh, list of <laughs> what are I the be, best countries. I believe countries. it's also one of the 12 countries that has LGBTQI plus uh, rights embedded in the constitution. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is also something we don't have. We don't see in any other European country. Do you have any like idea of how how we can work towards that? I, I think that's a very difficult question. Yeah, and, and it's going to be different uh, for, for every country. But I think for us in Belgium, at least. Yeah. Um, I've seen in the past decades um, the, the movement growing more and more silent as if we're content with the rights we have today while they, they are still volatile. Uh, I think we need to keep being out there. We need to talk about this and every opportunity we get uh, just, be, just be open and make people see that they all know one of us yeah yeah being visible is a really big aspect and you are openly queer at work too right um or like people well, know you have a girlfriend or like a a, a joy friend yeah we call her we, we call them joy friends uh because well, what do you call a non-binary partner um and she's a joy in my life and anyway i I'm always open because, I mean, I don't even know how my voice sounds. Am I, does it sound female, male? I don't know. So I just figure people will notice that I'm trans anyway. So why not live up to it? Why not just be proud of it? And honestly, I'm noticing that most people respect it more than that they, they dare to discriminate. I mean, that's a very positive, um, yeah, like, thing to notice because, like, when I was looking for just a student job, I was very anxious that there would be discrimination because, for example, my legal papers aren't like matching the name that I choose chose yet, etc. Um, and it just puts you in some really weird situations uh, where your CV has several names on it and stuff like that. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> So, yeah, and uh, how, like, so, like, I think, especially in the trans community, there is some very obvious things that could be better um, in Belgium still, for example, like, you know, like, there's not that much awareness yet, I think, around the subject in Belgium like I, I I don't I I don't see a lot of people 
feel comfortable with using non-binary pronouns in Dutch. Like I've never seen someone do that actually. Um, like die hun, you know, like. I even think that die hun is, is quite recent, like somewhere around a year now. So non-binary in Belgium is quite a new concept. I think it will need some time. Um, but I think compared to a lot of other countries, when it comes to the subject of trans, we are quite ahead already. Uh, we, we are definitely when it comes to like changing of legal name uh, and surgeries and medical treatment in any way and stuff like that. Even, even about general knowledge. Mm. Uh, what, what I'm noticing is that a couple of role models like Petra de Sutter, Bova Spilbeek have have done amazing work with being open about their uh, about their coming out, but everything is put in this one idea of being born in the wrong body, which might not be entirely wrong. It's but very binary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But even for a binary trans person as me, it's it's not entirely. It's it's not like I got born in the wrong body. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's just a very simplified way of looking at trans, but it does not help. It might be the minor. experience of some trans people, but it's not absolutely everyone's experience. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes jokingly, I even say that when I was in heaven and I was going down to earth, I was standing in the wrong line when they were handing out gender. <laughs> my bad. Really, my bad. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no. So yeah, you you're actually quite optimistic out here, which I I like to hear from someone who has been in the workforce for a while. And like I'm still a student, so I don't really have a view of how society treats trans people in the 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 employee field. <laughs> I, I think I'm optimistic because I'm also lucky. Mm. I'm I'm lucky enough that I can be myself. Um, but I'm also realistic enough to know that I'm an exception. And being lucky entails that I need to be open. That I need to occasionally talk about my queerness. Um, hopefully to inspire people, but also just to show that is, it is possible. And being trans doesn't Recruiting make them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to adopt a sentence. I mean, I stole it from Harvey Milk, maybe. But those with the job I do. Um, but today I'm starting my own company. I am being trans doesn't hold me back uh, for doing what I want to do. And I can say that, but not a lot of people can say that. So I think it just gives me a moral duty, maybe, not to hide in a closet and try to fit in and pass. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something very interesting with trans people that you can do that to some extent. Like you know, at some point you can technically just, oof, a, an airplane is approaching. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's coming for us! <laughs> a helicopter. <laughs> I have a searchlight. <laughs> Someone is identifying as a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad that's really bad I, I think you need to cut that out <laughs> oh my god we did this uh, we did this questionnaire in school and so many people wrote that and it was really bad 
<laughs> it was really sucky. Okay. And like the teacher was like, does anyone know what this is about? Because she was just completely oblivious. And I like, you know, I knew what it was about, but I was like, no, I'm not, I'm just gonna leave her like innocent. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's best not to comment. Yeah. Yeah, now I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> Something about helicopter. Uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, yeah, like these these stupid jokes, like they were around when I was in high school and they were even around like when I started university. I feel like now it's maybe a, there's a bit more uh, a bit more awareness around the topic. But, like, even LGBT stuff, like, when I was in high school, I brought a girl to prom, and that was, like, a thing. How dare you? Yes. <laughs> I, th I think when I was in high school, it wasn't much different. Yeah. Everybody thought I was gay, but I never brought a boyfriend. That was, like, it was exotic, Exotic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, like, I was always kind of into arts and stuff, and people would uh, tell me that, you know, me being into women was, like, very fitting because it, like, kind of accompanied that exotic artistic vibe. Oh, now I know why you're trans. You're into... If you're into women... Yeah. <laughs> and you change your gender, you're straight again. Exactly, but Aren't the only catch is guy? <laughs> right now I'm dating a guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that happened. <laughs> Turns out I'm not really, uh, not really just into women. <laughs> um, anyways, um, so yeah, I think I think every LGBT person has those weird stories of discrimination that are like more subtle even if you are very lucky um, I, I think the invisible discrimination is the more difficult one because i remember my first coming out i'm actually on my second try now uh, way more successful um <laughs> i remember the first one and uh, i got hired in a job I tried very hard. I never got a promotion. I think I did 20, 25 internal applications for each and single, except for the last one because I was frustrated. I didn't qualify for that one at all. So I get that I didn't get it. But the 24 other ones, I actually did qualify. And I saw all of my colleagues um, getting new jobs. The funny part was when I gave up on trying to transition because um, I I've never considered myself as the... the, the girly girl and back in the days 10 years ago you had to in order to be allowed to transition um like a couple of weeks after breaking the news so here's the thing i'm not going to go through i'm staying a guy or something i got a promotion hmm. oh i also had a, an official evaluation with my boss where she basically said she was very happy that I decided not to pursue it, and it would be a very good thing for my career. That was an oh, official conversation. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't forget you. Interesting, yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> well, that part wasn't the invisible part. Yeah, that's no. Just, that's the part that made me realize, oh, wait, I wasn't imagining this. I think... Yeah. I think that's the most difficult. Thing. So you think that the, the most difficult is when you, 
you're not sure whether you're just imagining it or whether it's actually there? I think it's, for me at least, it's extremely frustrating. Mm -hmm. um, there are a couple of people who don't talk to me anymore since my transition. At least I know. Um, I don't mind insults. I do mind them, but I can deal with them. But the, the invisible part, the needing to wonder, is it because I'm trans? Is it because you don't like me? Just knowing that you are being discriminated and you can't prove it, so you can't really do anything about it, it is hella frustrating. Yeah. Okay, so uh, getting back to what is happening in the world. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to, you know, share some good news that has been happening in this year uh, when it comes to LGBT rights. So um, as a part of the EU um, LGBTQI uh, equality strategy, <laughs> long name, uh, the European Commission announced to um, set up a group, an expert group on gender stereotypes and bullying regarding education. So they're actually gonna really hone in on making education as gender inclusive as possible. And uh, they, they formulated as um, inclusive education and gender equality in all their diversity. So also including non-binary genders, fluid genders, etc. Uh, which I think is, is really a good thing that I at least never experienced in my school education. I don't know how, I don't think anybody how you <laughs> remember that. Yeah, it was very much like, so you have an XY chromosome and you have an XX chromosome yeah. and this is your role in life. I mean, then there's like one kid that goes like, hmm, I have an XXY chromosome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then the, the biology teacher is either just like doesn't know what to say or like fascinating. <laughs> or like calling the kid a liar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, our our teacher was always very interested in like these 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 queer exceptions of nature. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're an exception now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> like he also like we we actually had a class talking about uh, like one one hour or something where they gave us this whole introduction into sexuality and there was some diversity in sexuality I know, for us it was a banana and a condom oh yeah <laughs> the class didn't really move on past <laughs> that point anymore we even had like a sexuality day and they invited people from uh, het rose has like an lgbt organization here in antwerp okay so you were in a way more progressive school. i was in a very catholic school <laughs> We just had some gay teachers. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I think the, the thing teachers said in my school when, when there was a kid coming out or something. Oh, I don't have a problem with that. Mm. And they'd be proud of it. Yeah, I also like the whole like, oh, you're you're such a like, especially boys with each other. They would have a lot of. Or you're a uh, you know an effort, or or like no homo when they would like 
touch in any way. And like, you know, just that kind of stupid, like, homophobia. Yeah, I don't know. It was a weird time. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> the kids, the kids are, are also mean. Yeah, so I do think it's very important to address this. Also, like, a friend of mine, he wanted to teach, a, like, he, he had to teach a class on sexuality and gender. And when he wanted to explain the difference between gender, sexuality, and, you know, sex that you are born with, uh, biology-wise... Um, the teacher said that he wasn't allowed to because that would be too confusing to the students. But then something beautiful actually happened because the reaction from the students was that they would ask him about, like, because he was doing this this old, like, thing with, you know, like, what is a job for women? What is a job for guys? And then the progressive part of that class would be like, oh, you can do any job if you want to, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, like, the beautiful thing was that the students would actually be like, oh, okay, but, like, we're talking about gender, so what about, like, someone that doesn't really identify with a gender? Or, like, what about trans people? And then he got, actually, some sort of chance to explain it. But the teacher, the old teacher, because this was, like, his internship, uh, the teacher didn't, want him to talk about it because he thought it would just be too confusing for the children I, I think you need to start with the teachers yeah um, I remember 10 years ago we had an organization and it was quite revolutionary at the time the ID um, we didn't want to go to a classroom and teach children about uh, gender so we actually went to the teachers and we tried to open a debate with the teachers because in our previous experience, we saw that there were quite a bit of teachers who just simply disagreed. Um, so there's not a lot of point in going into a classroom and, and opening up a subject that an hour later a teacher just makes fun of. Uh, which really does happen. So I think we just need to look at that f part first and talk to the teachers, get them on board, and the rest will follow. Yeah. Um, okay, like to another uh, exciting topic in the things that we are now luckily allowed to do. We are so lucky, of course, in our wonderful Yay. generation. We should be so grateful. <laughs> I am so grateful. Um, so Croatia uh, recently allowed adoption for same-sex couples. And I'm not sure if that includes trans people, but like same-sex couples, <laughs> at least. <laughs> and... Uh, like, I, I, I don't know if you've looked into adoption in Belgium, for example. Like, it is quite a process you have to go through. And there is still quite some discrimination um, present there. For example, I read a book uh, the other day about a gay couple that adopted a kid. Because, you know, I'm going to start... HRT now and I have to basically talk about what about children and I was like well you know I can always adopt and then I was like okay but what would that mean so I looked into that and um, yeah like for example any sort of adoption with people that like of children that are not born in Belgium is almost impossible because all of the countries that Belgium is a partner with are countries that don't allow 
same-sex couples to adopt. So you are excluded as a yeah, gay person. Exactly. And these children are going to live here. They're going to like grow up in our society. So I don't completely understand why uh, that makes sense. Like as long as the you know the the parents because with adoption you don't usually don't have like a lot of contact with the parents anyways and then also in belgium if you know a girl is pregnant and she gets the kid and she wants to give it up for adoption she has the right to say i don't want this kid to be adopted by a gay couple which I also think is kind of problematic. And I just wanted to like, you know. I'm a fan of rights, but mm -hmm. if you give up your child, I think you give up the right to to to, to, to say much on that front. I'm saying very dangerous things here now. Um, <laughs> I, I obviously hate it. I mean, I, I know that as a, as a gay couple in Belgium, it is not impossible and it is allowed to adopt, yet it is extremely difficult. Um, there is no, I think, systemic racism, uh, racism, discrimination in there. There is systemic racism. No? There is no systemic discrimination in there, at least. Um, but that doesn't mean there is no discrimination at all. Um, I, I think it is a process, an evaluation, an e evolving something, can't get the words out right there, um, that, that we need to go through and to get back to the subject where we started, that is where you need pride. Exactly. That is where you need to address the issue, talk to people and make them see that there is still that issue. Yeah, sometimes I feel like pride should become maybe a bit more political again. Like, sometimes I feel like if you go to the parade, there's very little information to be gathered. There's a lot of political parties. Yes, and there's there, a lot of, a lot yes, of there's brands parties. And, and balloons. <laughs> but I would I like to hear about these things. You know, like, th this I only know because I read a full book of more than 200 pages on adoption and the whole process you have to go through as an LGBT couple. I wouldn't have, I couldn't even find this information really online because online it's all centered around like, oh, you're a straight couple that wants to adopt because you can't get babies, you know, so biologically. <laughs> so, and, and you have, you have way more options, etc. in that case. And yeah, so it's just, it, I just feel like sometimes I would like there to be more information at Pride. And if a brand wants to participate or something, maybe they should be obliged to also provide some sort of, you know, like reason to why they are allowed to be there or like some sort of... Or like, <laughs> like you, you, you pretend to be something on the outside that you're not on the inside, you mean? Yeah, it's like greenwashing, but rainbow washing, you know, like you, you go to pride, but at the same time, you, if, if a homophobe would like run your shop, you wouldn't necessarily fire them, you know, like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's cool to, to put out a rainbow. Yeah, because you don't want to like not have us as customers, but, <laughs> but like, like for example, in the US, they realize it's sixteen percent of the population now. We have power. <laughs> for example, in the US, there is several brands that 
go like that make a whole pride collection but at the same time they fund politicians you know that like in the US you can pay politicians like they they fund politicians that are that are proposing anti-trans and anti uh, gay and lesbian laws like how do those go together i don't think I think they don't go together. Yeah, exactly. They don't go together. <laughs> And I think I think it's our right to be a bit more salty about that than we are sometimes nowadays. Um, and I've even like seen some really stupid people of the LGBT community be like, "Oh, we don't need pride anymore. Like it's fine. Like I don't face any discrimination." And I don't know, I just... There's a concept, it's ages old, it's called solidarity. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm saying this dangerous words here. <laughs> uh, I, I think we shouldn't forget about that. I don't face discrimination today in my job. I, I dare to say that. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean I'm not going to be open. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I am not going to fight for people who do, because I know... I personally know a lot of people who face discrimination. I sometimes even get uh, requests that I can't agree with. And I simply, I don't just say I don't agree with them. I simply say I don't agree with it and I'm going to do just exactly the opposite of it. I think you need to dare to stand up and fight. And I think you need to move one step further than that. Even if you are not uh, a member of our nice rainbow community, there's a thing like allyship. Mm -hmm. um, stand up, speak up. Don't be afraid. Don't ignore things. And if there are companies who do rainbow washing, address them on them. On that, don't work with them. Uh, I don't. Again, I'm saying dangerous things here, especially as an entrepreneur. But <laughs> Act. Yes. Yeah, the, the slogan for, or like the motto for this year's Antwerp is not just words, right? Or not only words. No. I actually don't know what the slogan is. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Shame more now. than words. It's more than words, sorry. Okay. Yes, that's that's the slogan of this year. And yeah, I, I, I do think that that's incredibly important. Also, like, for example... Switzerland doesn't allow gay marriage yet. There's like these these countries where you would just assume that it's okay to be whoever you want to be and then it turns out it's not because of some old laws that just don't get abolished for some weird reason. Like, I don't know, I just... I think it's very important that we know about these issues because only then we can fight them and what better time to get educated on them than pride and not everyone of our community should have to like do that research on themselves like it should be Maybe we should get educated this in school yes exactly well that's something you can fight for but i also think like during pride really Educating people on this should be every ally's main, you know, objective. Like, if if you're a teacher, that's that's something you can do. But if you're 
if you work in some other company, you know, you can always just talk about it. If you're just if you're just a random person, you can just go to a cafe and talk about it with your friends and that way you do educate people and if one friend reads one friend reads about um, that Italy still doesn't have laws to punish homophobic hate crimes if another person speaks about uh, you know like how uh, the Egyptian police have used grinder in the past to prosecute gay men like you know there's all of these things that that are happening and we rarely We rarely hear about them except for if it's very close to us. Like, for example, David, uh, I forgot his last name, but who got killed here near Antwerp, mm -hmm. um, which is horrible. Um, yeah, the, as far as we know, the second homophobic murder in yeah. Belgium, luckily, the sec only the second, but still, it, I, I don't believe there's been enough frustration or anger yeah. about it i mean it's like belgium is the second best in europe like so basically the second best worldwide probably in like a, a, at least according to liga um which is the lesbian and gay association lesbian and gay and uh, queer and intersex oh. and trans <laughs> association they should change their name <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, it's gonna become a very long name yes exactly um yeah so uh that or that organization uh, put belgium in the second place and still in the, within the last five years we've had two gay men that were killed um we've had plenty of assault yes discrimination Uh, a lot of things really yeah so yeah and like you told me I don't know if you want to talk about it like what happened with Manon's friend in I, I, I prefer to keep okay. that up to them um, yeah if, if you want a sad sob story no no um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to talk about one of my own oh yeah go for it <laughs> well happy is not a word really uh, but early in my transition Yeah. Uh, so I think six months ago, um, I was living at the coast for a couple of weeks, literally like to, in Dutch we say, which would literally translate to blow out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so to relax, just to yes. say to relax and to get, uh, get away from things a little bit. It was the, still the early months of Corona, uh, lockdown again, was just good to be at the coast and I would I would just go for evening walks. I was like a little coastal village. It was nice. Um, and I would do evening walks for like an hour or two hours a day. And one evening I actually got assaulted by three guys who believed that uh, I looked too gay for, uh, for them. Luckily I got out of that situation quite quickly. Uh, but still, it's the kind of things that you think about. And I doubted about going to the police. And the only reason I went to actually go to the police to file a complaint is because you need to file a complaint. There is a thing like statistics. Uh, and if you don't file a complaint, if, if you don't mention that these things happen, 
nobody will ever know. It's yeah. not going to show up in the fancy reports politicians like to read at the end of the year. And otherwise it would be like, hey, look, these things don't happen. Well, they do. Yeah, it's like, yes, it's just a number, but those those numbers do matter because, yeah, other, otherwise you can't, you will never be able to hone down on it. It, it, it reminds me of, for example, in Sweden, they uh, recently changed the way that they classify sexual assault and rape and suddenly the number became the highest in Europe. And everyone was saying like, oh no, Sweden is like, you know, being the worst country, etc. Until you until you look at your yeah, own data. Yeah, like yeah. until you see how much like is 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 just like filed. Like uh in 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 general, I think it's about like one in ten like assaults or something that even get like but recorded in the numbers and in Sweden they started record recording something like someone like like trigger warning <laughs> like you know when someone uh like for example just comes up to you at a bus stop and starts like touching you or something they started That's assault exactly but they started putting that into those numbers and here it's usually not really taken as seriously uh, if you don't have any proof or if you don't like you know if you don't have witnesses etc like i i know lots of girls that just you blame know. your clothing yeah like i i know a girl who was at a bus stop and a guy just jerked off in front of her and that was not considered important <laughs> you know like it's it's but just he didn't touch you come yeah, on yeah, what are you complaining like, about <laughs> free show and yeah so yeah we're we're straying away here but i think yeah numbers do matter because the the way and i do think we should also maybe lower the bar a bit on what is considered a hate crime because i think it's it's similar to sexual assaults as in like how many of them happen and how many are recorded and taken seriously like of course you're not gonna like someone throwing a beer at you at a party because you look too gay like yes that's not gonna kill you but it still is it's still a homophobic yeah act. yeah exactly and it should still be recorded in some in some way um and like for example, uh, another good a good thing actually that happened. I thought we were talking about good things. <laughs> yeah, we are talking. Fails. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> we we failed. But uh, a a good bad thing that happened <laughs> in Italy, there was a judge who um, said that. What did he say? Um, he said that he would. Ah, yeah. He uh, he made a statement on a radio program uh, saying that he would never recruit a homosexual or wish to use the services of such persons. Um, I think I'm here to recruit you. <laughs> yeah. So, and Italy actually still doesn't have laws to punish homophobic hate crimes, but um, this this statement was actually. Uh, judged by the EU, and it was um, he was he was like declared guilty. He didn't really like have to go to 
jail or anything like that but he was um like they did say that it was not in line with the anti-discrimination directive even if he said it in a time where he was not actively recruiting because usually this can only hurt you if you're like actually a recruiter or like if you're actually like in the process of hiring someone and you're like i don't take you because you're gay <laughs> but like this this was actually like kind of a tiny tiny progress <laughs> Like, you know, for him to not be able it's, it's to say that. It's a precedent, and we shouldn't underestimate the power of precedence. Um, so it's a good thing, and I think we need a whole lot more of them. And there are a lot of cases in, in my industry um, of companies or customers asking, I don't want a person who, I, I would like a person that. Um it happens, and I think it's just as bad to turn a blind eye to it, and it doesn't matter where in a process you are. If it is a customer and you're exploring a corporation and that customer says a thing out like that, you won't be able to force him to hire a person of color or an LGBTQI plus Y, Y plus something, sorry. <laughs> I, I completely messed that up. Um, but he cannot force you to not propose candidates who are colorful in, in every uh, meaning of the word. And you never know that people get a chance. But then there's also the matter of inclusion, which makes it a whole lot more difficult. How do you mean? Well, basically, you also want people to enter uh, a workplace that is not hostile towards them, that is respectful towards them and offers them equal opportunities. Yeah. Because otherwise you end up needing to work three times as hard to prove you over, prove yourself over a straight white male blonde person with blue eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so what you're saying is I should just get myself a girlfriend and go stealth. <laughs> well, I think it's way past that point for me. Uh, I think stealth would be like more towards, yeah, I'll always be a girl. Hmm? I think I, I, I don't know if I usually fail in boy modes nowadays. Yeah, yeah, no, but like... I mean, I should go stealth. Oh, sorry. Yes, you. Of course. Stealth. Stealth is the way to go. <laughs> just, Not. just, a, just a good old hetero guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, when we're talking about it, and when I am saying dangerous things, anyway, I really disagree with people who go stealth. Aw. My boyfriend is, like, not happy about me seeing that. <laughs> oh, but we could run away together. <laughs> that, that, no, 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 I'm being killed now. Anyway, we cut this out, right? <laughs> no. Oh. What if I start cursing and you need to cut it out? <laughs> Anyhow, this stealth has its own very... Yeah, but I think problems. that's, like, a whole other discussion, like... No, it has to do with pride. Stealth, yeah. I, I think it has a lot to do with pride. I think it's quite the opposite of it. I it, I couldn't imagine throwing 30 years of my life away mm. 
I couldn't imagine identifying as just just as 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 a woman and not a trans woman, uh, even if I would pass, which I don't think I do right now. But even when I pass, I can't imagine throwing thirty years of my life away. And I think we need role models today. I think we need to be visible and we need to show that we are out there and that we are just normal-ish human beings as well. We, we definitely need pride, we need visibility and we need more attention for the, the things happening around the world. Also, for example, Poland, you know, like I, I know I wanted to talk about them more, but now we're at the end of the podcast, but like... Just the fact that a country can exist within the European Union without like it being an issue that they have anti-LGBT zones is a huge unthinkable fact, I think. Like it's a criminal act, if anything else. Yeah, but like it's it's happening and and yes, forty something diplomats have urged them to stop doing it, but we're still like working together with them and it's like please don't do that yeah i like it yeah exactly and i i don't think there was enough attention for that either there was some attention for it but yeah there was no outrage yeah i also think it's it it might have been also a bit of the corona effect of like you know you can't really also the istanbul convention if if like turkey withdrawing from that if there wouldn't have been a ban on most marches. I think it would have been much more, like, a much bigger visible outrage. I, I don't think we can underestimate the power that a visible strike has. Um, or just the power of minutes and media. If your media coverage is all about the pandemic, then it offers a window to two things that shouldn't see the light of day yeah. and they don't simply because there's not enough attention in the media because all attention goes towards that one subject that that world revolves around yeah i think that's a very nice last uh, sentence because what are we doing here we are creating media to pull attention don't to don't hate the media be the media <laughs> exactly and you know even if you don't have any sort of media channel or whatever you can always as we said go talk to your friends go talk to your colleagues and try to you know just be visible be proud what was that sentence again if they know they know one of us they vote for us two to one that's nice i hope it's true <laughs> it is true and i stole it from harvey milk Ah, okay. I steal a I lot see, of things from I him. You're, you're a big fan. <laughs> that was a long Who silence. <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> okay, so see you guys next week. And I hope you enjoyed it. And enjoy Pride. Put rainbows everywhere. Bye-bye. <laughs>